Hey fam, hello, 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 family. I have a word from the Lord. So let's just get right into this word. In the name of Jesus, I the Lord had woke me up early today. Well, I have been waking up um early every day, but the Lord woke me up like two hours earlier than I'm usually getting up because he wants his word to come out today. So I'm going to do my, my father's business. So, um, I'm going to read you. It's Ezekiel 33, starting at verse 30. And it says, Son of man, your people talk about you in their houses and whisper about you at the doors. They say to each other, come on, let's go hear the prophet tell us what the Lord is saying. So my people come pretending to be sincere and sit before you. They listen to your words, but they have no intentions of doing what you say. Their mouths are full of lustful words and their hearts seek after only after only hold on. Seek only after money. You are entertaining to them like someone who sings love songs with a beautiful voice or plays fine music on an instrument. They hear what you say, but they don't act on it. But when all these terrible things happen to them, as they certainly will, then they will know a prophet has been among them. And when the Lord gave me that um, that word, he started talking to me about the veil. Like he just said veil. And um, he had placed the veil in my spirit probably like a couple days ago. But I like the Lord has a way of bringing me a word. So he'll bring it piece by piece by piece to me. And then I'm just like, okay, I get it. Because, you know, it take a minute. He don't take a minute for his daughter to get what he's saying. And I'm like, oh, that's what you're saying, Lord. <laughs> so that's how it be. But family, like, when the Lord brought this to my attention, he was just like, basically, like, I'm entertainment to some people. Some people, you think I'm here just to entertain you. I'm just somebody that you're just listening to. But no, it's about breaking the yokes. It's about when I come here, I come here with a purpose to break the yoke that the enemy tries to place around your neck. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to tell you what the Lord is saying, what the Lord is warning you about. I'm here to tell you about that. I'm here to tell you, turn away from your wicked ways. So when you hear me saying that, don't take it so lightly. Actually go back to the Lord and ask him, what does he need you to do? If this word is for you, confirm it. Like That's your job. I'm only bringing what the Lord tells me to say. And for the ones who I'm entertainment to you, Go to the Lord and ask him, what is he speaking to you? Because this is not for entertainment purposes. This is about your soul. It's a battle going on. It's a war going on for your soul. It's not to be taken lightly. I'm not here um, for, well, I was about to say for my health, but Jesus is my health. But you know how I like back in the day, be like, I ain't doing this for my health. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sitting here. Just speaking to entertain you. It's about your soul. It's about God cares about your soul. Do you get what I'm saying? So I want to um take you to 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians 3.14. And it says, 
But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so that they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can only be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today, when they read Moses's writings, their hearts are covered with that veil and that they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away for the Lord is spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord and the Lord who is spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And family, Jesus is the way to get that veil removed. Like for you to really hear and for you really to see what I'm speaking with the, with the, with the spirit of the Lord is speaking to you is you need to ask him to remove the veil from your eyes. Ask him to remove the veil from your heart so you can take in what he is speaking to you. Hallelujah. And I want to take you to, um, Matthew 27. Let's go to verse 51. Hold on, let's go to verse 50. Then Jesus shouted out again and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Let me keep reading. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. Hallelujah. It was at Jesus' death that he was able to to um tear the the veil was torn it was torn into two and the dead were raised to life they they were raised to life after jesus died it was a it was an earthquake and those things can still happen today jesus still has that resurrection power from the dead because it's about removing the veil the veil that is put over your eyes because we know right hold on i'm about to take you to another scripture give you this a second Let's go to um Second Corinthians chapter four and let's go to three and four. Let's read from the beginning. Therefore, since God is in his mercy has given us this new way, we are we we never give up. 
We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is only hidden from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeliness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach about Jesus Christ. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus sake. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine in our hearts so we can know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Those suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. We live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith that the psalmist had When he said, I believe in God, so I spoke. We know that God, who raised the Lord Jesus, will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. That is is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix and gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Ooh, glory be to God. I just had, I felt like I needed to read that whole thing. But the the point is, it's, you have a veil over your eyes when you are perishing in this world because it says that Satan blinds your eyes, blinds the people of this world's eyes because they're on their way to destruction. Basically, that's what it is. And you have to really be hungry for God. You know how we just did the word be hungry? You got to be hungry and you really have to um want to know the truth and the whole truth. You can't be wanting, wanting like enjoy lies you have to put away all the lustful and sinful things that's lurking within you you have to do those things and you have to be raised to new life with christ you can't be sitting here even not just with me you can't be listening to people's words and it's just entertainment to you you have to actually take in what that person is saying and ask the lord what do you need to hear out of this because one thing i know and two things for certain that I'm not Jesus and 
my brothers and sisters ain't Jesus. I know that, but we all point you back to Jesus. That's what I know. It's about going back to the Father. It's not about just listening to a sermon or or um listening to this podcast or going on YouTube and watching a video. It's it's not about that. It's about having that relationship and that oneness with the Father. Because all I can do is point you back to Jesus. I can't give you an answer for every question that you have because I'm not the Lord. Do you get that? I'm not him. I only say what I hear him speak to me and that's it. But everything ain't for me to know. Hallelujah. And the same with other people. Like we are all human beings. God's not going to give everybody all the answers because why would you need a relationship with him? But it's about listening and taking heed to what he's warning you about. So then you can go back and ask the father what's going on. You get what I'm saying? Um, let's go to Lord lead me. Let's go to Colossians 3. And let's go down to verse 5. It says, So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the I, I heard the Lord when I was um, reading that. Like, masturbation and um, fornication... Like, there's no justifying that that's sinful. You cannot justify that it's sinful. You cannot say, well, God created us to be sexual beings. You cannot use that as an excuse. You can't. You cannot. Because, can I bring it to you this way? Jesus was fully man and fully God. And that wasn't an excuse for Jesus to go and do sinful things. It wasn't. He showed you how to overcome. So that's why we are his followers. Yes, we all fall short to the glory of God. I understand that, but that's not an excuse. We talked about this before. It's not an excuse because we fall short to fall short. It's a difference between you sinning and you you seeking deliverance and you sinning and you don't care about deliverance. It's two different things. It's two different things. Having a love of money, you cannot have room in your heart for God and and to love money. It's one or the other. You either love God or you love money, either or. Because it's the love of money that's the root to all evil. Not saying that God will not supply your needs. It's not about that. But who do you serve? Do you serve money or do you serve God? That's what it's about. God's not saying I want his, he wants his children to be broke. He's not saying, oh, I want my children to be broke. I want them to be begging. Because the, the word says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. So it's not about that God don't want you to have money, but he doesn't want you to have the love of money. That's the thing, to be in love with money. It's not about that. You get what I'm saying? You get what your sister's saying? 
Hallelujah. Um, it's what else? Because I, I got some stuff for India. Um, um, let's go to Proverbs 6. Verse 15. Hold on. All right, let's go up to verse 12. What are worthless and wicked people like? They are constant liars, signaling their deceit with a wink of the eye, a nudge of the foot, or the wiggle of fingers. Their perverted hearts plot evil, and they constantly stir up trouble, but they will be destroyed suddenly, broken in an instant beyond hope of healing. There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in a family. Take that back to the Lord. Ask him what he needs you to know. Just take it back to him, okay? But when I'm coming here... To say is calamity is sure to overtake you if you do not go to the Father and ask Him to remove the veil. When you ask the Lord to remove the veil, all you are called to do is believe that Jesus will remove the veil to, so you can see what it really is. That's all that it's about. It's about believing. Just when I go ask the father, I believe that he will do it. I have faith in that he will do it. Faith is the something to hope for, but it's of things that we cannot see. I can't see it, but I know God will do it. Hallelujah. Just like I can sit here and you can hear me typing on this laptop, right? But my faith is I can't see my Wi-Fi, but I know my Wi-Fi is working. That's the same thing. Family, I really just urge you to go to the Lord and ask him, just Lord, what do I need to know? What do I need to know, Father? I really advise you to do that because any person that you are listening to, this is not just about your sis because I'm not the only person. It's not, but actually, what do I need to take in? What is something that's that's lurking within me that need that that needs to be taken out of me? You know, go to the Father and actually ask these things. Don't just hit play and oh yeah, that was a word, but that's it. Like no, you go back and you talk to the Father about what needs to be done in your life. He he speaks. He listens. And he speaks and God speaks loud and clear. Do you hear me? God is the only person that I know that can be silent, but he can give you an answer so clearly. He will give you a, he will put that answer right in front of your face so clearly. Hallelujah. Um, Another thing I wanted to um, take you to. Is Mark 2. Um, 
Um, let's start at verse 18. Once John, once when John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, some people came to Jesus and asked, why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. They cannot last while the groom, they cannot fast while the groom is with them. But someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. Family, when I was reading this part, the Lord is saying that this is somebody's confirmation to go fast because certain spirits can only come out by fasting and prayer. So that's by fasting and you talking and you speaking to the Lord and you getting revelations on what you need to be praying against. God will give you provisions. He will tell you what spirits you need to pray against. Be vigilant. Some only come out by prayer and fasting. The Lord is saying, you will know that this is for you. You're going to have that conviction in your heart to know that this, that this is confirmation for you to go on that fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the wine would burst the wine will burst the wineskins and the wine and the skins will be lost. New wine calls for new wine skins. It's time to stop hanging on to your old wine skins of what you what you think you understand under that veil. And it's time to ask the Lord to take the veil off of you. Because when you ask for Jesus and you ask for Jesus with no cap, if Jesus tries to go into your, the way that you are going, the, the limitations you have set before him, because that's something else the Lord was speaking to me about. Limit, limitations. When you have limitations on him, you then limit yourself. So you have to go to him, prepare with the new wineskin. That means you got to empty out everything that's within you. Everything that you felt like that, that you, that you think, you know, you have to now go and ask the Lord to really fill up your new wineskin. You got to put down that old wineskin. You got to put down that old cloth and you got to ask the Lord, Lord, Fill me up. I need a new wineskin. Fill up this wineskin. Hallelujah. Because Jesus didn't come to keep the, 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 um, the traditions. Jesus came to make the old covenant obsolete and now to be under the blood. Do you get what I'm saying? It's time to take off of that religious mindset that a lot of people are in. It's that religion. Hallelujah. And Jesus is nothing religious about Jesus. It's nothing religious about him at all. Hallelujah. Um, I want to take you to Jeremiah 17. Um, I'm going to read you the whole thing. The sin of Judah is inscribed with an iron chisel, engraved with a diamond point on the stone, hold on, engraved with a diamond point on their stony hearts and on the corners of their altars. Even their children go to worship at their pagan altars and Asherah poles beneath every green tree and on every high hill. So I will hand over my holy mountain along with all your wealth and treasure and your pagan shrines as plunder to your enemies. For sin runs rampant in your land. 
The wonderful possessions I have reserved for you will be slipped from your hands. I will tell your enemies to take you as captives to a foreign land, for my anger blazes like a fire that will burn forever. So remember, we talked about it's about to be a we doing plundering or you getting plundered. Do you see that? And it says, as it says, so I hand over my, so I will hand over my holy mountain along with all your wealth and treasure and your pagan shrines as plunder to your enemies. Either you doing the plundering or you getting plundered. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like Stunning shrubs in desert with no hope for the future. They will live in a barren wilderness in an an uninhibited salty land. So to put your trust in mere men and, and you're not, you don't, you, you don't have a second thought about the Lord. That's asking for a disaster. You have to put your trust in God and God alone. We are all mere humans. We are all mere humans. It's all about Jesus. It's about putting your trust in the Lord. Listen, I, this is for somebody. Everybody will fail you. Everybody will fail you except Jesus. Everybody's going to fail you. And once you got a relationship with the Lord, it's okay that every that everybody else will fail you. It's okay because you then you know that God never fails. All those situations that have you bitter, that have you in resentment, and, and you blaming other people, and you blaming God. If you really put your trust in Him, if you really put your hope in Him, He will show you how He has never failed you. He will show you, but you got to put your trust and you got to put your faith in him and him alone. Humans will fail you. Hallelujah. And you yourself are a human. You got to remember that you can fail yourself. You are mere human. I'm going to tell you something that the Lord had told me, right? Because I'm a person. I shoot for the stars. I put so much on myself. I put so much on myself to accomplish in a day. And the Lord had to tell me, like, do you understand that you put a lot on yourself? And then when you don't do it, it make it gives basically the enemy a foothold to make me to make me condemn myself. You get what I'm saying? Like he'll say something and then I'll condemn myself because I set the bar so high for myself. But didn't Jesus say that the burden that he give us is light? Didn't he say he give us rest? You need rest for your, from yourself. If somebody needs to hear this, you need rest from yourself. Hallelujah. You need rest from yourself. You put so much on yourself and 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 you need to hear this. You set you you set yourself up to fail because you don't even seek ye first the kingdom of God. Before you do anything, you need to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then everything else will be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then everything else will be added on to you. That means you go to the father. Father, what should I do today? How should my day go? And his burden that he gives you is light. He will give you rest. 
all of us that are heavy with burdens, Jesus says that he will give us rest. Don't set the bar so high for yourself. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have goals. You shouldn't have dreams. You shouldn't have provision. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is you have to seek ye first the kingdom of God. Because man makes many plans, but God causes them to succeed. Right? Right? But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made their Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. It's about putting your faith and your trust in the Lord. And let me tell you something, right? When you read in the word of God, you got to remember we are nothing but dust and ashes. Okay. We are nothing but dust and ashes and God's words. They water us. They, it, when you get, when you read the word of God, it plants seeds into you. When you watch the videos, it plants seeds in you. Yes. God causes it to grow, but you got to water the seeds by God's living word. Jesus is the water. So we have to thirst no more. All who drink Jesus will never be thirsty again. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, in the beginning, you might be reading it and and you don't you might not necessarily feel like um your seeds are growing, but it's just like if you go plant a seed in the ground, you're not gonna stand there day and night and watch the seed grow, but you're gonna trust that God is going to make that seed grow. You're going to have faith that that seed is going to grow and it's going to blossom into whatever you're planting, right? Right? And it's the same with God's words. You're taking his words in and it's going to produce the fruit. God, you're watering it and one day it's just going to blossom. But it's about trusting God in the process. It's about trusting that all those seeds will be planted into good soil and produce good fruit. It's just about trusting God. It says the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search out all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. And that takes us to... It's the season where people are reaping what they sown. Now, we serve a good, merciful God that he will forgive your debt. Hallelujah. He will cancel your debt. But if you don't take the debt to the Lord, if you don't petition the courts of heaven on your behalf, you are going to reap what you sown. Now, I'm not saying that everything ain't gonna, everything's going to be rainbows and daisies when God cancels this debt. I'm not saying that. But when God forgives your sin, he forgives your sin. He remembers it no more. And that's because he chooses to. But if you're, you have to take this seriously. You have to really be petitioning the courts of heaven seriously because some calamity will surely overtake you. Jesus is coming with his rewards. People are reaping what they've sown. So if you have been reaping wickedness, 
And I already know, you know this about you because there is no rest for the wicked. You haven't been feeling rest because there's no rest for the wicked. Jesus said, come to me, all who are heavy with burdens. I I will give you rest. But if you won't come to him, do you think you're going to get rest? And when you come to Jesus, you got to be prepared to be shaped into this new creature. You have to be prepared that God is taking you from glory to glory to glory to glory because he wants you to be holy because he is holy. Do you get what I'm saying? But if you turn your back on that, you will reap death and decay. There is not eternal life in the world. The world is temporary. Those things of the world is temporary. But to really want God, that's the only thing that is permanent. is a relationship with the Father. Let me tell you, uh, um, I'm going to tell you a quick little story. The other day, I had hit from my kids, right? I had hit in the closet. And my daughter could not find me, y'all. She was stressing out. She was crying. She was doing all that. And I finally popped up because she was about to call. She was about to call the popo. And nobody got time for that. She was about to call the popo. And I was like, oh, no, I don't need them coming to my house. <laughs> Off some high and seek. So when I got, after, like, you know, she got herself together, I sat there. And that really should be how we feel. Like, how she was broken because she couldn't find her mommy. She was broken. And it sh- it should be the same way. I'm broken if I can't... F- it, actually, it is. Because everybody who don't know Jesus in the world is broken. So, it is the same way. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus is what you need. He's that void. You are just like my daughter. Walking around sad and mopey because you can't find your 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 Lord. You can't find Jesus. You can't find the Father. You walking around broken and hurt and throwing fits and taking stuff out on people. But that's because this whole time, what is a mere human? We are flawed beings. So why doesn't everybody seek the one thing that always is the same? God's love is always the same. He never changes. He never changes. Family, it's times that I have messed up. And and I'm just like, oh. like, cause I don't want to hurt the Lord. I don't want to, and I'll mess up. And then it'd be in those moments that the Lord just come with that unfailing love. And he just teaches me from that. Like, just don't do that because this, 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 and that, like his love is so unconditional. Like it, it, it does take you a while. I don't even know how long it takes to get used to it. Cause it's just so good. How unconditional his love is. It's like, it's, it's just, I can't believe he not butter. He that good. Like I just, so I'm, I say this because just receive the love of the father. Like, that's all that it boils back down to. Really want a relationship with God because you want a relationship with him. Not because of what he can do, but because he is who he is. He is the one thing that's the same. In this world, you don't know what somebody's going to be from today to tomorrow. You don't know. You could be with somebody and they just switch who they are in a matter of seconds. And, and, and But God is the one thing who's always the same. I don't even want to call him a thing. Sorry, Father. God is 
the supernatural being that is just always the same. He is our creator. He created us to love him and for us to, for him to love us back. You get what I'm saying? We were created to receive God's love and give him the glory and worship him. Hallelujah. And this is another thing, right? When you're worshiping, right? You're worshiping. Take in who God says he is. When you're singing that song, really listen to who God is. Because one thing I've learned about me is God knows who he is. But as I sing it, I'm learning who he is. It's building my faith. It's building my confidence in who he is. Because God knows who he is. He don't need me to tell him who he is. He just need me to trust in who he is. Right? So just remember that. Just remember that. Take in who he is. Hallelujah. Don't just say God is good, but know that God is good. Don't say that God is rich in mercy. Know that he is rich in mercy. Try it. Try the Lord. Taste and see that he is good. It says like a partridge that hatches eggs she has not laid. So are those who get their wealth by unjust means. At midlife they will lose their riches. In the end, they will become poor old fools, but we worship at our at your throne, eternal, high, and glorious. O oh Lord, the hope of Israel, all who turn away from you will be disgraced. They will be buried in the dust of the earth, for they have abandoned the Lord, the, found, the fountain of living water. O oh Lord, if you heal me, I will truly be healed. If you save me, I will truly... I will be truly saved. My praises are for you alone. People scoff at me and say, what is the message? What is this message from the Lord you talk about? Why don't your predictions come true? Lord, I have not abandoned my job as a shepherd for your people. I have not urged you to send disaster. You have heard everything I've said. Lord, don't terrorize me. You alone are my hope in the day of disaster. Bring shame and dismay on all who persecute me. But don't let me experience shame and dismay. Bring a day of terror on them. Yes, bring double destruction upon them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and stand in the gates of Jerusalem. First in the gate where the king goes in and out. And in each of the other gates. Say to all the people. Listen to this message from the Lord. You kings of Judah. And all you people of Judah. And everyone living in Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. Listen to my warning. Stop carrying on your trade at Jerusalem's gates on the Sabbath day. Do not do your work on the Sabbath. But make it a holy day. I give this command to your ancestors, but they did not listen or obey. They stubbornly refused to pay attention or accept my discipline. But if you obey me, says the Lord, and do not carry on your trade in the gates or work on the Sabbath day. And if you keep it holy, then kings and their officials will go in and out of the gates forever. There will always be a descendant of David sitting on a throne here in Jerusalem. King and Kings and their officials will always ride in and out among the people of Judah in chariots and on the horses. This city and this city will remain forever. And from all around Jerusalem, from the towns of Judah and Benjamin, from the western foothills, 
the hill country and the Negev, the people will come with their burnt offerings and sacrifices. They will bring their grain offerings, frankincense, and thanksgiving offerings to, to the Lord's temple. But if you do not listen to me and refuse to keep the Sabbath holy, and if on the Sabbath you bring loads of merchandise through the gates of Jerusalem, just as other days, then I will set fire to the gates. The fire will spread to the places and no one will be able to put them out, put out the warring flames. <clears throat> Family, keep, live every day holy. Live every day holy, okay? That's what your sister's saying. Live every day holy. But the Lord, he, the Sabbath is, is meant to do good. It's about doing good. Yes, you should do good every day. You should. But he's just saying, like, keep keep it. Just do good. Like, just do good. Don't have selfish ambitions. I, I, like, for real, you shouldn't do it any day. But take time to rest. Somebody needs to hear that. Take time to rest. You need to rest. Hallelujah. So, Father, in the name of Jesus. We're just going into prayer, y'all. I know I just went into prayer. But, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that each and every one of your children who this word is for, Father, get the conviction in their hearts for what was for them, Father. And I pray that they go to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that they just get the provisions and the answers that they need, Father, from you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that they just stay at your feet and they will not let you go until until you bless them, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I just pray, Father, that all who need rest, Father, that you give them rest from their heavy burdens, Lord. I pray that they just lay at your feet, Father. And you just you just hold them like 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 the child that they are to you, Father. I pray that when they come to you, they just feel whole, Lord. In the name of Jesus, they see that this whole time that it's been you, Lord, who they've been looking for. It's been you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I just I just give you all the glory. All the honor and all the praise. And that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Family. <laughs> um, yes, sis, she going. I'm about to. I don't even know what I'm about to do. But yes, this is about to get going. I pray this word bless you. Take this back to the Lord. Ask him what part is for you. And. I'll be praying for you guys. Y'all keep me in y'all prayers in Jesus' name. And that's it. So let's say it together. I love you. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.